Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bended Knee. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good afternoon, patriots. It is January 26th, Wednesday, and we are in another week of spiritual warfare, ready to launch a massive spiritual prayer attack on the enemy. Before we begin, I want you to hear this clip. This is unbelievable. This is how devious and deceitful our enemy is. I heard something, um, and... I was stunned. Yesterday I heard that at least one of our schools in our town has a, in one of the unisex bathrooms, a litter box for the kids that identify as cats. I know what's going on nationwide. I know it is. It's part of the agenda that's being pushed. I don't, I don't even want to understand it. But I think that people need to be aware of it because I am really upset as a parent. Yeah, you got that right. The schools are putting in litter boxes in bathrooms for kids that identify as a cat. So I've got two comments on that. We've got the delinquency of the evil that now completely permeates every one of our school systems in this nation. Parents, if you have your kids in school, I I swear you're writing your ticket to hell. That's all I can tell you. Whatever you do, get your kids out of school. But on the other hand of that, parents that are tolerating this, this woman's a hero. She may not be able to fix it, but she's sure speaking up. But parents that are not speaking up and just going along going, oh, my little boy, my little girl thinks like he's a cat or a lizard or a, or a rabbit or a hamster. I swear you need to be smacked upside the head. Parents have a God-given right. Let me rephrase that. God, parents are given the responsibility by God to protect and steward their children towards a loving relationship with God, not become some sort of heinous creature that's influenced by Satan's hand to start thinking that there's something other like they're a kitty. I mean, what are the kids doing? Going in there squatting and digging in the litter box and pooping? I mean, literally, that's what's going on here. This is insane. This is the enemy we fight, and this is where we have to focus every week when we come into this. We have to be armed up. We need to be ready, and we need to be ready to take on warfare like never before. This is what we are fighting for. I mean, listen to, here's a headline from CBC. By the way, I've actually worked with the CBC, not for, but with. They're, they're corrupt. And this is a headline. Tell me that this isn't propaganda. Quote, how I unlearned my anti-vax upbringing and started to trust the experts. <laughs> yeah, whoever buys that stuff, I have no idea. But this is literally the stuff that's going on. We are dealing with a level of spiritual warfare like you've never imagined. Everything is about controlling your mind. And I can't stress that enough. What we believe, here, let me just put it this way. Fear is the brain killer. Fear is the brain killer. Once you accept fear, 
and I, I'm going to argue this even if someone loses their mind, even if you accept Christ and you are still living in fear, you have now been derailed from the path. You can't just go and say, oh, I've got Christ in my heart, but, oh, but I'm so afraid of this. You just lost it. Principally and fundamentally, it is this. If you walk with Christ, there is no fear. And with that, you have a clear path of where do you go. Even if the storm rages and you feel you're going to get knocked off the rock, what we know is that God has us and we're good. But it's even bigger than that. We can't just sit here and go, okay, I'm going to walk and I'm going to be sacrificed. That's what they want you to believe. What we have to understand is we are walking with God and we have to walk with that light and that glory that God gives us to visualize and to have an intent on where we're going. They want you to all, it's this crazy little thing they throw in there. They throw in there like, okay, well, here's the deal. You can accept Christ, but if you do accept Christ, we're going to persecute you and put you into all sorts of pain. So people constantly are in this like, okay, I have no fear, but I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to, I don't want to have to be vivisected or whatever they're going to do to me. That's where they get you. That's right where they trap you, right there. That is that little piece of ID they put right in your path as you step into that path of Christ, and then you're like, but you mean I have to be, you're going to do to me what they did to Christ? First of all, who knows? Second of all, who cares? Thirdly, that's what they want you to fear. They literally want you to be at that point where they're like, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I can't quite get there because if you accept fear, you can't step into that intimacy of Christ. You just can't do it. And we need to be stepping boldly into the courage, that mightiness that comes with the relationship with Christ and through Christ to the Father. So they throw in all this other stuff like, well, uh, we're going to have your kid be a, a kitty and you can dig in a cat litter box. And then you get this like, oh, there's nothing I can do. There is everything we can do. And part of those things, we have to remember that God always gives us a way out. We may not like the option. That doesn't matter. God knows that we can endure and always gives us a pathway out. What's your pathway out? You're going to leave your kids in school while they're teaching them how to be a kitty? Like, that's a good upbringing. Uh, my son went through a kitty certification program, and he now can poop in a litter box and cover it up. And we know that that's good for his next entrance exam to get into high school. I mean, seriously, who does this stuff? Where is the advocation for our children? Where is the boldness to stand up and go in and go like, hey, knock it off. You either stop this or we're out. It's that simple. You have to have the boldness. How many parents take time to read the the manuals on parents' rights? I'll bet you not very many. I have once before. Took on a teacher and got her fired just by sitting in the principal's office, declaring my rights as a parent, had her investigated and booted. And she's crying like, oh, I can't believe you did this to me. And I said, I just told her, I said, I, don't look at me for being, for caring, because I don't. You just don't do it. You don't do certain things, and that's that. And end of story, goodbye, have a nice day, good luck to you. That is how we have to wage war in the system. But the other part is we sometimes, when we get to that point where it doesn't work, take your kids out of these schools. These are indoctrination camps. They are trying to corrupt with Satan's intent. We need to return them. All right, Patriots, it is 111.
It is our moment for prayer. So buckle up. Let's get ready. Here we go. Heavenly Father, we are so blessed to be here today in your in your presence to kneel before you, to humble ourselves before you. And Lord, as we must begin each week, we come to you with a humble heart, praying to you, asking you, Lord, to guide us, asking for the forgiveness for the sins of this nation. Lord, as we begin today, we we're reminded by the darkness and the evil that lurks in and around our children. That same evil is attacking our elderly. That same evil is corrupting them, has corrupted and continues to corrupt the moral foundation of this nation and deceiving people that have no God in their heart, have no relationship with you, Father, meandering in the desert of, of agnosticism, agnostic beliefs of these ridiculousness of atheism. Lord, we pray for the power of light and the power of your love to rip open those dark hearts. But Lord, we put ourselves before you humbly and ask for repentance. We ask for the sins of this nation to be put aside and to be forgiven and to ask our nation to be healed and to put you and restore you back on the throne of this nation. Lord, we're reminded in 1 Timothy 6.12 as we walk this path, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And today we make that confession in front of you, Lord, as a fellowship across this world. We, we kneel before you and pray to you, Lord, that yes, we, we acknowledge this nation has done many sins. We know that we have done many things that we could have done better. We could have stood up more, but that's now we're fighting, Lord. We're here with you and we're making that the good fight of faith. Lord, we also know that as we sit here, our enemy thinks they've defeated us. And so we speak outward with your in our heart today, Lord, to our enemy. Do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. Micah 7, 8. Lord, this darkness will not last. And we know that because we continue to march forward with you and the glory of Christ in our heart. And we feel that light and that power. So, Lord, we pray as well today for fear to be scuttered and shuttled from people's hearts, to be removed and get that out of them and acknowledge the traps that are put before us. We openly acknowledge the sacrifice that Christ was made, that was, was made by Christ for us and removing of our sins. But, Lord, let not those images haunt us as, if, as the enemy taunts us to say, this will be what happens to you. Let us embrace it, Lord. If that is our faith, then we stand boldly in that faith. But we know that with you, Lord, you have us. We stand on that rock of faith. No matter what the storm is, we stand on that rock knowing that no matter what befalls us, there is no fear. And as we escape the, the traps of fear and understanding that fear is the mind killer, Lord, we will not let fear stand. We pray for the expungement of fear from us to stand boldly so tight in that intimacy with Christ and through you, Father that we know without question that we'll be a rock in this time. We are the lights that people need, the lamp on the hill that people need to see, the salt of the earth that enriches your power. Lord, this is, a, this is a massive war that we're fighting, and the enemy wants us to believe that we cannot win, but we know better. Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise guidance, you will wage war and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. And Lord, we know quite 
so true that we have built a fellowship, a fellowship of remnant that is across this world that stands together, that provides good counsel to each other. And we ask that that counsel continues to build for each and each person, that each person can find their group of counsels that has your voice to keep everyone on path on that narrow path, to stand boldly in the face of this evil and to, without question, to be able to dispel this evil and to rise up with the light and to expose darkness to light so that it never again can be darkness. This is a moral fight, a spiritual fight, and a fight for the terrain of our mind. And Lord, as we step away from those things that grab us and hold us and anchor us, we pray that we will have more deep relationships through you through our heart, that beautiful place where you speak and open up the world to us, a world of infinites, not a world of one or zero, a world where you show us the possibilities are unlimited if we truly just trust in you. So Lord, as we come here today, waging spiritual war on our enemy, coming together in in our unity of love, our unity in, in connection and love and appreciation for you and, and through Christ Jesus. Lord, we just we pray for this wave to strike the world, to bring people to their knees, to have them appreciate the glory of all that you give, to take away the grips that the enemy has, but to also let the enemy know that we are here, that we are not wavering, we are not fearful, We will not budge. We will not stop. We will be relentless in our pursuit of restoring you to the throne above this land. And the enemy will have no place to go. Let the enemy make the noise. Let the enemy scramble as they wish. Let the enemy morph into whatever it thinks it can do to win. But let the enemy know that we are everywhere. We are relentless. And we will not bow. Only to you, Father. Bless us, guide us, direct us in all this fight. Bring glory and victory to your name and to the throne. This is your fight, Father. In the name of Christ Jesus, we claim. Amen. Patriots, this is a wonderful time to be alive. And it's a wonderful time to be bold and forward in our our prayers. Don't hesitate. We're asking God what we need. Put it to God. Put it to Father. Every time we hit a bump, let him guide us. The biggest thing we need to start realizing is we're not trapped. And they want everybody to feel this way. The interesting thing about this piece I said at the beginning is, yes, this woman is speaking out. And yes, she is frustrated. But the way out is not necessarily to change them, but to change the situation, change the game board. You hear me speak this all the time, and it's the truth. We can't keep recycling the same actions over and over and expecting different results. These people have a lock hold on the matrix. They're not going to change the matrix. We have to change the platform on which we're fighting. They control that game board. We're moving to God's play field. And on God's field, it's God's rules. And in God's rules, God always wins. So as we do this, as we've started to talk, visualize the greatness in your home. Visualize the greatness of sovereignty in your home and in your life. Visualize the greatness of sovereignty and and God's glory in your neighborhood, in your community, in your counties. 
Let's rebuild the local, reset the local as it needs to be. Put God on the throne above all things in our communities. That's a tough hoe, a tough, a tough road to hoe. We know that. And we know that that's a tough climb, but that's where we are. That's where the trench fight is. That's what God has us here for. We can't affect the presidency. We can't affect Pfizer. Not directly. We can't affect our corrupt governors that have sold their soul to Lucifer. But we can affect our communities where we live because that's where we shine. That's where our light is the brightest. That's where we work together and come together and support one another. That's where we build the fellowship. That's where we bring God's power and light into our lives. And when we do that, we start to rock the world. And we start to see these powerful beacons of faith erupt and start to show the world where the true change is. And as that happens, eyes turn to the light. And as eyes turn to the light, we all become parts of those beacons across the country that are showing hope. And hope builds the vision of where we need to go. We have Christ Jesus in our heart, and now we need to see where he's going to take us. And as we trust in God and trust in that path, Christ leads us. And we now start to look not only into the intimacy of Christ, but the hope that sits on that other side. And we need that. We can't just meander out here and just say, well, I've got Christ in my heart. I'm just going to do whatever. We need intention, intent of where we're going. Hence, by what, for by wise guidance, you will wage war. And in abundance of counselors, there is victory. The counselors are us coming together, seeing where we're going. And with that is victory as we wage war against this evil. This is a time for transfer, transformative change in this nation to reset things as they are. And that's the challenge, is to believe that we can do it. And we absolutely can. We have the numbers. We just have to have the belief and the trust. So we have to continue to shape the vision, and we will. And as we do that, the enemy will panic. The enemy will get noisier. The enemy will get more devious. But this is what we know, that we have dominion over the enemy. And the enemy knows we have dominion over him. And as we have dominion over the enemy, the enemy has no place to move. Never forget that, for we were given that authority. Luke 10, 19, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. And then we are reminded of who we truly are in John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. So as we sit on this edge and as we sit on these days, each day there's a fork that we have to remind ourselves of. And that's in Jeremiah 6, 16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and seek and ask, ask, patriots, the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. We have to let them walk where they walk, but we have to show them the light. But at the same time, we have to ask Father for what we need. And when we do that and we work together and we bring together the vision of where we're going, we may not all agree on a local level of what has to happen. That's irrelevant. What I can guarantee you all of us agree on is that we must build that intimate relationship with Christ Jesus. 
that we must restore God to the throne of this land. A profound concept that was put right within our Declaration of Independence in the first sentence of the second paragraph. And in doing so, we need to throw off this tyranny, part of our right and duty as put in before us in the Declaration of Independence. And in so doing, we are choosing the ancient paths to be with Father, to let him guide and shape and mold us. And as we each come together in our wise councils of war, in our local areas, our local communities coming together, we each begin to build what is needed in our local places. And together we find unity in bridging together on a mass big scale. But we change the big picture by changing the small pieces in the, on the ground. And that's what each one of us has as a responsibility each and every day. So wage war. Wage war with the greatness of Christ in your heart. Wage war with the prayers and that sort of the spirit that we wield. Wage war with the greatness of knowing that we each have authority to walk on snakes and scorpions. And embrace that power. Truly walk within that space. This is a war zone. God put us behind enemy lines, and he said, Occupy the land and expand my kingdom, and there we shall march, and there we shall win with him. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into this fight, patriots. Prayers are like a lethal weapon. They're better than any sort of JDAM ever developed. We focus our prayers. We rock the walls of the enemy. We shutter their walls. We crush them, and we slay them from within. God is with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Our main mission every day is to make sure our trust in him is perfect, is pure, uninterrupted. That means cast away your fears. Fear is the mind killer. Never let fear get in your way. God is going, has got this. He's going to win. The issue is always the same. Yes, God's got this, but we want to be there at the finish line with him, and that's on us to do our part, and we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. So let us wage war. Raise the sword of the Spirit, and let's go. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit 
have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 